In Genesis chapter 1, verse 23, it reads, let us, listen to what I'm going to say right now, let us make man in our image. All right? Just in case you didn't catch it, I'm going to say it again. Let us make man in our image. It's the first time in the Bible, right out the gate, end of chapter 1, that we learn that God is plural, but also one. Because he says, let us make man in our image. We are to understand that is the introduction of what we call the triune God. The Father, Son, and Spirit as one. Okay? And so we have the Father. We know, we know that one, right? We're introduced to him right out the gate. The Son, we know we got to wait a little while, but there's glimpses of him making an appearance all through the Old Testament. And then there's the Spirit. Now the Spirit's introduced right in the very, very beginning, but a lot of people miss it, and that's the part I want to talk to you about today. Let us make man in our image. Now when we think of God, we think of an old man with long gray hair, looks like us, right? Well, it looks like a white man. Let's be, let's be realistic. Y'all remember that movie Red Tails when he's like, save me black Jesus, save me black Jesus. That part always cracks me up. You know that part of the movie? It's so funny. But anyway, the truth is that, that Jesus couldn't possibly look white because if you do geography and history and location and culture, we know all that, but we're not getting into that all that right now, okay? But if you have this picture of God, you picture long flowing robes, long hair, powerful, okay? And now when you picture Jesus, you might have your different, depending on where you come from, whether you were raised Catholic, whether you were raised a different way, you've got a picture in your mind of Jesus. But this spirit, the spirit's elusive, okay? How do we recognize this spirit? How do we define the spirit? How do we recognize the spirit? Jesus left and left us with the Spirit, but how do we know that the Spirit is indeed in us? And so again, again, chapter 1 says, let us make man in our image. So what did the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit mean when he said, let us make man in our image? Was he talking about arms and legs and eyes? A lot of people tend to think that. A lot of people tend to think that when they say, let us make him in our image, that God is up there looking like us. Human form, except maybe superhero-like, right? But the hour and the image is a differentiation. Because there's parts of God that we could never be. We could never be omniscient. Right? We can't be everywhere at the same time. We can't be all-knowing like God is. We can't be all-powerful like God is. And so as three in one, what parts of God can we be like? What part of his image did he want to impart upon us that was possible for us to attain and maintain? Well, those qualities you find in the book of Galatians Chapter 5, most commonly known as the fruits of the Spirit. Anybody know what I'm talking about when I say the fruits of the Spirit? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Somebody name one for me. Say that again. Kindness. Yes. Somebody name another one. Love. Yes. Somebody name another one. 
Joy, yes. Somebody name another one. Y'all are good. What's that? Patience. Woohoo! I suffer from a lack of that one. Somebody give me another one. Y'all are on point. Self-control. Yes, yes, and yes. All right? Love, kindness, self-control, gentleness, goodness, patience, love. Those are the qualities of God that we can have, that we can have, that we can choose to have, or that we can choose to have not. And it's the have-nots that separate us from God. And so if God created all men, those who would choose to believe in him and that chose who would choose to not, we all have the ability to harness, hold on to, and live in power of the Spirit through those attributes. Now here's the sad thing. The sad thing is that as I look at the world today, and as I watch the news, which I actually had to stop doing because it was bad for my mental health, and as I watch our society and our culture and our politics and all of those things above, I seem to see a rampant absence of these fruits of the Spirit in almost everybody. And it's sad because, you know, Scripture also says the meek will inherit the earth. However, it seems the earth right now is being dominated and run by those that are not so meek. And they're not so gentle. They're not so kind. They're not so loving and they're definitely not patient. And they have absolutely zero self-control. But if God's promises are true and what Jesus says is what Jesus said and the meek shall inherit the earth, then that means those who do embody the spirit, they have the control whether they believe it or not. You know, the Bible also says that narrow is the gate for those who will enter heaven and wide is the path to destruction. And so, I have to think that that narrow gate kind of has a map. And that map, the direction, has been given to us by the Spirit. And to read that map, it requires love, kindness, gentleness, patience, goodness, self-control. It requires the fruits of the Spirit. And so ladies and gentlemen, whether you're a believer or not, you were created. The mistake would be to walk through this life and have it end and have you believe that your existence did not have purpose. That would be the greatest tragedy. That in spite of your circumstances, in spite of your hardships, in spite of your ability to overcome those, that in your final breath, you would feel like you made no impact. But I want to encourage you in this. 
if you embody those fruits of the Spirit, and that is evident in you, then whether you believe it or not, you possess God-like qualities bestowed upon you by your Creator for a purpose. The first, to glorify Him. And the second, for you to draw others closer to Him by your reflection of Him in and through your words and your actions. And so today, in a world that is so, so dark, I would have to believe that the best way for you to glorify Him would be to be a light in this darkness. And that where a world tells you to exercise hate, you would allow the spirit to tell you no. Instead, I'm going to exercise love. Where the world would tell you to have your way with whatever you want, you would rather have the spirit say, no, 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 no. I can have self-control. Where the world might tell you to be rude and interrupting, the Spirit might tell you instead to exercise goodness. And like I said, it ain't for everybody. But for those of you who believe it's for you, count yourselves blessed this evening. Amen? I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to get to the food. All right? Thank you for your patience and love and kindness and gentleness and goodness and Lord knows self-control. Let's pray. God, I thank you. I thank you that your word says that it does not return void. And so if this word tonight reached only one person, then your word did what it came to do. And so I'm grateful for that one person. But my prayer is for all of us, those on one side of the table and those on the other, that today might be a day that we might recognize that despite our best efforts, we can't do this, can't do this living, not in this world, without you. And so where hearts have been, may have been cold, we pray that they may have thought out a little bit this evening. Where ears have been closed off, we pray that maybe they're starting to listen and open up just a little bit. And where eyes have been closed off, Lord, we pray that maybe those might catch a glimpse of you tonight in some way, shape, or form, Lord. Tonight we pray that those who need prayer, that they might receive it. Those who need laughter, they might receive that. That whatever it is that they need, Lord, that they might recognize that all things are possible and attainable in and through you. And so we thank you for this time of fellowship, Lord. We pray for a hedge of protection and a hedge of peace over this evening, Lord. We pray for our brothers and sisters that are here to serve. We're so grateful for their attendance. But Lord, we are ever so grateful for those that are here to receive, Lord. We pray for a safe place for them to rest their heads this evening. And we pray that we all awake tomorrow morning with the desire to be better than we were today. Amen. And we trust in your spirit to help us do so. Amen. So Lord, we love you, we thank you, 
And we pray this all in the precious name of Jesus. And my brothers and sisters all say, Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for your time. This podcast was recorded live and uncut at our Homeless Food Share events. To learn more about Straight Street, visit our website at straightst.org.